Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, and welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. So just last week in San Francisco, I did something a little different. I went to the Golden Gate Spiritualist Church, and I did an evening of mediumship. In this particular episode, I'm going to share with you a couple few readings I did. And the thing about these events is that there's lots of people in a room, and I'm pulled by somebody who's in spirit to talk to somebody who's living. So you will hear me in this recording trying to figure out who, which spirit is connected to which person. It's, it's a messy thing, this life, when we have a body and when we don't. Without further ado, here is an excerpt of my evening of mediumship. From my experience doing mediumship and, you know, energy work in general, Land has energy and land has interaction with whatever is existing on that land. And this space, I don't know if, if y'all can feel it, has got a lot of energy in it. And it's got like a really, I feel that, that the land is very happy to have this building here doing what people do here. And I named this because I think it's powerful and sadly rare, um, uh, you know, these days. And then also because it's good to notice it where it exists so that you can start to notice where it doesn't exist. So that when you enter a space and you're like, oh, there's something here that is not, not right, you don't instantly go to, why aren't I right? Because sometimes you're not the one who's wrong. And that's kind of <laughs> nice to know. Um, it's kind of nice to know. And, and as you know, I assume that many of you are also have mediumship abilities or have psychic abilities or sensitivities. It is really useful to be able to gauge where your, be your energy begins and ends and the energy of a location and of the people around you so that you can gauge whether or not you're dealing with spirits or messages or just neuroses or hope <laughs> or whatever, right? And then the final thing I want to say before I begin doing this very odd thing I'm going to do is about grief, actually. Most people who are here are grieving for someone or are connected to someone who's grieving for someone. And grief is such a powerful thing. And I don't understand what happens after we die. Even though I've been, you know, talking to dead people, I, I put my little fingers on it because I don't know what dead really is. But I've been talking to dead people for many years, for many people. And I have this understanding, even though I don't know where people go or what happens, I, I do have this sense that we are all connected, always. And there's no other way that I can actually explain why and how I can connect to those in spirit the way that I do. And I want to say that grief is such a lonely feeling. And it's also a testament to the love that you felt for the person who was here. Your capacity for grief and your capacity for love are connected. And nobody wants to feel the bottom of love like grief brings. Nobody. It's awful and terrible. And I'm sorry if you're feeling it. And also, we all do. We all feel it sooner or later. And sometimes that grief is simply, you know, the grief of like, I, I'm in love with my cat and he walked away from me. Maybe I'm just talking about me, but that is like a grief. <laughs> I, I felt that grief like today. Um, but then there's the very real grief of losing someone that you love, someone that you maybe didn't get to say what you needed to say to. And I want to say that, that they hear us. They hear us. We are too obtuse to always hear them. 
but they hear us. So as much as connecting with a medium is so useful and helpful and I think can be quite healing, you don't need a medium for them to hear you. And that's so important because you are connected to the people you've lost. You know, we in our bodies have lost them. They haven't exactly lost us. They've lost this life, but they haven't exactly lost us. And then I guess I'm gonna do this. Hi. 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 Do, we, do you have somebody that you want to connect with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will you give me their initials or name, whatever's better for you? Um, W.S. Um, it, it's a woman? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it your mom? No. Interesting. And is she, is she family though? Uh -huh. Yeah. She feels very, uh, is she a maternal figure for you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, she speak English? No. no, yeah, because I'm getting it through translation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, nah, no. Okay, uh, before I start going, did you have a question? Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old son. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just a ball of energy, and I feel like I've had issues with, um, like, attention deficit mm -hmm. in my own life, and I'm kind of worried that he has it as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and w this woman raised you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She, she feels like, I mean, I, I just keep on getting she's your mom. Yes. Um, but she's a stickler. So her relationship to your exuberance mm -hmm. is not your relationship to your son's exuberance. Mm -hmm. You're a different person. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is you're kind of not sure if you should default to her way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. I would say no. Yeah, is that... He's like, he's like all over the place. He's all over the place, but he's joyful. Mm -hmm. He's a joyful kid. Mm -hmm. He's not experiencing destructive limitations mm -hmm. from his energy. Mm -hmm. What you're experiencing, and did she pass several years back? About three years ago. About three, okay. Mm -hmm. There's like a couple things happening. One is, I mean, she's a little, I guess, critical. Like she's just, <laughs> she likes to say what, the way a thing should be and the way a thing shouldn't be. And I think that your loyalty and love for her is making it, for some reason, hard to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it differently, mm -hmm. even though you are seeing it differently. Mm -hmm. Also, she's very much in your house. Do you own that house that you're in? No. Okay. I'm in an apartment. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a cartoon anchor anviled into the center of your, your apartment is what I'm seeing. Um, she's very, very in your house. And some of that is because of who she is. And some of that is because you've asked her to do that because you felt so untethered. Yeah, I have an altar to her. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And is it close to the center of your house? Yeah. Okay, um, because it's working. Good job. You're really good at altars. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're doing a good job. You can manifest so many things if you could do that. Now, mm -hmm. to be fair, she's also helping, right? Mm -hmm. I would ask for a little less anchor mm -hmm. and a little more support for the choppiness of the waters, mm -hmm. okay? Because that was what she had. Mm -hmm. She was, I mean, earthquake all around you and she was like, kids, kids, important things, not breaking a sweat. And you are conflating that with her rigidity. Those are different qualities in her. You don't have to become rigid or require your child to be rigid in order for you to be that. Mm -hmm. And you are that for him so far. I say so far because who knows, right? I want to hold space for all the things. But she's proud of you and she loves you and that is why she criticizes and takes up tons of space. And there's something to me reassuring about that because it's just her. But for you, I would say, huh, that, I 
I would put the altar higher because she's like in the ground and there's no escaping. And I think you want to look up and be like, here you are, instead of not be able to go anywhere without stumbling over her perspective. Your love for her and your loyalty towards her is greater than she understood. She understood some parts of your personality as like a, uh, a rebellion when you were just like being a person. And she wants me to make sure that I'm telling you that, that she really has a hard time saying, I love you, but she's absolutely saying, I love you. And she's saying that she knows how hard you try and she feels very honored by you. And then your mother is still with us. And that's her, is that her mom? Okay, because she's like, you have to be a little easy on your mom. So I don't know what's that. Does that answer the question? Okay. Hi, 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 who am I talking to? Which one of the three of you am I talking to over here? Did, do you all have someone or? You, yeah, 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 yeah. All, all three. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so, tall man. I know you got a tall man. Do you also have a tall man? Tall man. You have a tall man. Okay, tall man. Thinning hair, thinning straight hair. We're gonna do it. Hold on, hold on. Um, initials. MH. Do you want? Do you want tissues? Do you? I mean, someone to hold on to. Why not? Um, um, do you have a question? Him. Yeah. What do you have questions for him? Oh, well, it's all kind of a mystery. Okay. We went. And is this your brother? No. Is it? Is it he's like a cousin? Okay. Not like a brother. He's like a brother. Okay, because yeah. because he's showing me as a brother, and he was quite young when he passed. In my opinion, 50. yeah. He's also kind of a player. He's like a. He's kind of a like. <laughs> yeah, I was young. <laughs> um, he's he's a little. He's flirtatious. He's flirtatious. Yeah, and he put himself in weird situations, yes. and usually he was fine. Yes. And. He put himself in a situation that everyone knew was not chill, mm -hmm. um, and he wasn't fine. Yeah. And so you don't know how he passed? No. I, I, intuitively? Yeah. But no. Huh. Is, is there not, there's not like a cause of death? Um, not that I have heard. Perhaps okay. Perhaps with his parents they know, but I'm not close. So the thing mother. about him, he, he doesn't want you to think about it. He knows you're obsessed with it. He doesn't want you to be obsessed with it. He doesn't want you to care. He wants you to be happy that he had a good life. He wants you to let him glow in a blaze of mystery and glory because that's who he was, <laughs> you know? And I think that that's not who you are. And also for you, loving him means that being invested in the, the justice or injustice that occurred. It does feel like an injustice occurred to me. It does feel like he did not choose to go and it doesn't feel natural. But when you play, you lose, you play, you win, you play. That's his attitude. He's a gambler. He's a gambler. He likes his life. He liked his life. He likes his life. He's not, he's not suffering. And he didn't really suffer in his life. You know, I feel like if you went through what he went through, you would have suffered. Yeah. But he didn't suffer. Yeah. What he's showing me is that if you can just accept that for him, mm. then you can feel sad that you lost him because you love him because he's the greatest thing that ever happened to you is what he said. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. That's just what he said. I was, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So you can, so you can, you know, all that without needing to make it about you. Yeah. And I don't technically think that's actually what you were doing, but that's what he's saying because he's him. And he, you pray to him. You, you have a religious background, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So you pray to him and kind of like in the, in the way that you guys were raised and he thinks it's funny and it's nice and you don't have to and it's nice and you can. Um, he thinks it's funny though. Like it's, it's like, yeah, he thinks like him turning you religious is the funniest thing that could have ever happened. So um, do with that as you will. You. My pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. Yes. And okay. Hi. 
I feel like somebody over here is, you have a man with you? Okay, um, will you give me his initials? Or do you have more than one? You have, yeah. Um, what are the initials of the people that come up for you? Um, GR and BF and SF. Oh, name. Okay. So GR, and wh who is this person, may I ask? My dad. Okay. And do you have a question for him? Not particularly. And were you there towards the end of his life? Uh, I mean, not with him. Yeah. But, yeah. And you knew he was going to pass? No. Okay. Um, I'm having a little bit of a confusion here because I feel like there's one person that was sick for some time. Mm -hmm. And is that not your dad? Uh, no. Okay, and is it one of these other two people? My grandfather. Okay, and were you not able to be there towards the end with your grandpa? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's coming through and he's okay. saying that it's really important that that, that that is something that you let go and that he didn't want people to see him. He was a really uh, proud person mm -hmm. and he didn't want people to see him because he didn't want to let go. Yeah. He didn't want to let go and he held on and it was, it was, it, he felt it was indecent to pass somehow, like he struggled against it. So he wants you to know that, well, he kind of just wanted to say that. And also he wants you to know that it is better that you weren't there. Mm -hmm. Your father, did you have a good relationship with him? It was rocky. It feels really rocky yeah. to me. Yeah. He was a tough guy. Mm -hmm. And he would decide the sky was purple and no amount of evidence would change his mind. Mm -hmm. And he, as a matter of principle, got into it with you a lot. Mm -hmm. And he dug in his heels and he decided who you were when you were little and there was really no room for you to change. That was it. Yeah. Sorry. He loved you. Mm -hmm. It's just who he was. Yeah. And then you're too much like him. I mean, I, you might not think you're that much like him. Yeah. You know, you're so yeah. much like your dad. I mean, uh, he's showing me when you were a kid and he's showing me that when you were a kid, you were like, I am nothing like him. I won't be like him. Mm -hmm whilst digging in your heels and insisting that the sky was yellow. Mm -hmm. So um, your dad is still himself. Mm -hmm. And he struggles to admit that he made a lifelong mistake. Mm -hmm. He did. He made a lifelong mistake. He's showing me that he made a lifelong mistake. But I'll be frank that he's not saying it. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference. And that's the thing about your dad. You would have a fight. And then he would come and he would show up. And you would know that he had humility and that he loved you, but he wouldn't mm -hmm. say it. Mm -hmm. um, he would say all the negative things. He wouldn't say what needed to be said. And I will just say that my hope for you is that that is the thing that you overcome in yourself, mm. that you find the words for it, because it is the only thing that I think he has regret for, is that he didn't honor the people he loved mm -hmm. um, in a way that let them really know. Are you partnered? No. He really wants you to know that he wants you to be happy in love, whatever that means. Yeah. It's big, yeah. it's very big. And he wants you to be partner, he wants you to be, he keeps on saying married, so I won't say partner. He wants you to be married. He doesn't care, he's saying he doesn't care if you do it in a trash can. I don't know, if, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you can do it anywhere you want. Um, that he has words for. Um, but he's just like, it doesn't matter what the condition, like he's, he's, he is done with that, he's done with that. I mean, your father's, your father's errors, he came by them really honestly. You know about his childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. He did the best he could. He did yeah. better than his parents. Mm -hmm. Didn't do great. Did a lot better than his parents. And he just wants you to be loved and held. And he is sorry that he didn't do that for you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. It's a lot. My sense is that that's who I needed to talk to for you. Does that, did you have a question for someone else as well? Um, there's, there's one other person. That and, and who is that? Uh, my cousin. 
And was that an accident? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was pissed. She was really mad that she could die. She just like, she must have been like a teenager when she passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was like, what? <laughs> she just feels like it wasn't fair. Um, and, and her mom is not okay still from it. And so she's very attached to her mom. She doesn't need anything from you. If there's anything she needs from anyone, it's for her mom to let her go a little. And her mom is not able to at this time. And so I wouldn't like say that's a useful message. But what you're learning how to do is love without attachment. And you're learning how to do that in this life. And this loss is actually an instrument in that for you. Mm-hmm. That's the piece for you, is lo- learning to actually love without attachment. So not don't be attached, not attach with love, but that kind of like more Buddhist way. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you mess with Buddhism? Uh, no. I mean, I'm not a Buddhist. It's not like I'm advocating for it, but it's kind of a pretty good shtick for you. So I would encourage you to like look at the principles of it because I think mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, and I know we have somebody else here as well. I guess there's a lot of people here, um, so I'm getting thrown around. But was it your mom? Yeah, I'm sorry. And was she sick for some time? Yeah, oh, like oh, 10, at least 10 years. I'm so sorry. Rough. And you lived with her the whole time? No, um, but I would visit often. Yeah, she's she's showing me that you were in the house. You were like you were like a you were a fixture there, correct? Yes. Yeah. And did you have a question for her? Just what she's doing on the other side and um, Here. what is she, you know my dad's thinking about dating and it's only been like a year later yeah he can't live without her yeah. he can't live without a woman your mom doesn't need him to stay single she's scared he'll fall apart like he's you you know your father yeah i gotta tell you your mom is back to herself she was so funny I don't know how, I can't tell how old you are, um, but I don't know how much you remember if she was sick for 10 whole years. But man, your mom is funny. She's funny and irreverent and she can be kind of mean in the best possible way. Am I, am I seeing her right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm uh, sorry, I'm not trying to call her me, but she's like good mean, good mean. Um, um, <laughs> and she's back to herself. And that's why she's like kicking your father in the butt. Like she's just like, move on become somebody else's problem is, you know, like that kind of thing. You know, she loved him, but she's just like that. The hardest thing is for you. Not, it's not dishonoring her. She never would expect him to be able to live without a wife. Right. That's not who he is. And your mom's, uh, your mom is just so in love with you. I mean, you're like, the sun rises and sets with you. Are you the firstborn? No, are you the baby? baby? You're the baby? I'm like, you're, you're something special. What is it? Um, I mean, like she has this, like she's got you placed. Oh, you don't have to move on as quickly as your dad is. He's not moving on. He's never moving on. He's just not capable of feeling his feelings. He was able to go through the motions to take care of her and do what he could do when she was sick. He, he did what he could do. And then, I don't know. All he could do was like pick himself up and keep on moving after her loss. So it's, don't think that he doesn't care. He's just, he's not equipped. Your mom, I really do think she, she was with him for a very long time, like forever, right? And she, she yeah, 
they they love each other. But man, her opinion of him in some ways is like, <laughs> it's a little low. Um, she's like, he's not capable. He's just not capable. And 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 that is actually like a love. It's like she didn't mind being his mommy. Like she she liked it. But the result is he's a baby. He doesn't know how to take care of himself. And so I think that you. I'm saying this, not your mother. You can say to your father, I don't want to hear about it, or I only want to hear about it this way, or not until you're for sure, or like, I'm not helping you with Tinder, or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he's going to use Tinder, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Facebook. Facebook. Okay, yeah, that's terrible. It's already too much information. It's already too much. So, so like, you can have those boundaries, and also, he's not dishonoring your mother. Okay. Yeah, not in her mind. He's not being a sensitive dad. But he's not being an insensitive husband. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's what, did you have a, did that, did that answer it? It did. Yeah, I, feel, I felt like that as well to me. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Hello, my friends and loves, and welcome back to the Astrology Corner of Ghost of a Podcast. We've got lots to talk about today. But, you know, before we get into the astrology, I am not a political expert. But I read the news and I see that ICE is force-feeding detainees on hunger strike and that in New York, a large prison is not heating cells and people are living in just torturous conditions. I see, you know, this terrible hate crimes against gay people and people of color. I just, I feel so helpless. And that helplessness is exhausting and it leads to hopelessness. And I don't know what to do about anything, let alone all the things. But this is what I do know, is that because I live in the United States, I live in a theoretical democracy. And if you too live in a theoretical democracy, then your elected officials only have their job, at least theoretically, because they are elected. And that means if you call them and if you write them and you give them your opinion and you bug them, they cannot ignore you. Or maybe they can ignore you, but you should make it hard for them to ignore you. So if you are seeing just grotesque injustices and you are feeling helpless and hopeless, I want to say to you this week and every week, make your voice heard. And one way of doing that is by texting, calling, tweeting, emailing your opinion. Be loud. And if you want to amplify your voice by joining with a larger organization, there are organizations in every country that will support grassroots activism, aka reaching out and saying what you think, requiring your elected officials to actually represent your will and your needs. And I just want to encourage you to do that because here in the United States, since Trump took office, there has been a great uptick in civic engagement which is wonderful. But the problem is being in a state of chaos, being overwhelmed and inundated by news and by bad news and by fear, it's exhausting. And most of us get to a point where we just, we can't do anything anymore, or we just want to check out. That's okay. In fact, it's necessary, but it becomes a problem when that's all you do. It becomes a problem when you don't come back to action. And if you, like me, are not like, you know, your whole life isn't about politics and it's not something that you're an expert in, it's just really hard to know what to do and how to do it. But here's the one thing you can always do. Reach out to your elected officials, either by state or province 
or nationally and tell them what you think and what you expect of them because they want a job and they get elected and that's how they get their job. And part of why I think it's a particularly useful time to think about, well, what is the one thing I can do is because there is a lot of supportive astrology happening this week. You know, we're looking at the week of February 3rd through the 9th, 2019. We have a lot of sextiles and a new moon. And the thing I, you know, I I say this to you guys frequently, the thing about a sextile, the thing about a trine, aka an easy aspect or an easy transit is that it's not going to kick your ass. It's going to be like the wind beneath your wings. It's going to be supportive. And that sounds lovely. But just like I'm always saying, upsets are not necessarily bad. Things flowing is not necessarily good. Because if you have an unhealthy or a stuck dynamic in place, and then you create flow to it, well, then that stuck or unhealthy dynamic flows. And so this is a great time when nothing is kicking your ass to take a step towards what is best, what is healthiest, what is uh, most effective. And in doing so, there will be support in being more effective in that. There will be support in starting a new habit or having things work. And so this is a great week to do something, to do something. And and I, I will talk about that in the context of your personal wellness, but I do want to just make this really conscious link about doing something for the world because the world for freaking sure needs you. It needs you. Yeah, you. It needs you. So do something. Okay. Something. Doesn't have to do all the things. Just do a thing. Okay. Okay. So on the third, we have Mercury forming a sextile to Jupiter. And this is an excellent transit for figuring things out, for understanding things. Mercury is your mind. It's your attitude. It's communication. It's your friends. And Jupiter is big picture. It's connection. It's growth. It's expansion. So if you're trying to figure out how to use some piece of electronics or something, it's a great day to actually read the instruction manual. You will understand it. This is a good time for reaching out to friends, reaching out to people that you want to be connected to and saying what you need to say, listening. This is actually a really great time to listen because you will understand what is being said to you. Um, And the nice thing about listening and about speaking is, of course, we're talking about verbal communication. But when Mercury forms a sextile to Jupiter, you can also pick up on what's not being said. You can pick up on tone and on body language and all that kind of good stuff. And so listen, listen with your whole mind and not just your analyzer and speak from your heart. Be brave enough to say what really needs to be said instead of worrying so much about getting it right. On this same day, we have Venus moving into Capricorn. And this is, you know, depending on your chart, you're either going to love it or hate it. Venus in Capricorn is, you know, a great time for connecting with others in a way that works. So whether we're talking about work connections or people that you're collaborating with, or we're looking more at the parts of your relationships that are about like, how frequently do we stay in contact and and what is the quality of attention I give this person or, or they give me. So it's a good time to just think real practically about the functionality of how you connect. It's not the most romantic of all Venus transits, but we don't always need romance, do we? I mean, I'm not trying to say it's not romantic at all, but it's just not the most romantic. Now, on the fourth, we have a beautiful new moon in Aquarius. Now, new moons are when the sun and moon are at the exact same degree of the exact same sign. Um, And new moons are generally a great time for manifesting. It's where we're at the start of a new emotional cycle. And so it's a good time for calling in. 
right? So people are always messaging me and saying, you know, I want to charge my crystals. When do I do it? You don't do it on a full moon. That's where you clear your crystals. You want to do it on a new moon. Um, so this moon will be an exact new moon at 1.04 p.m. in California Pacific time on the 4th, and that will be at 15 degrees, 45 minutes of Aquarius. And this particular new moon, I think, is really excellent for manifesting. It's really excellent for aligning your intention for your life and the world around you. And not necessarily for acting on it, although this this new moon does come with a lot of impulsive, proactive energy, but instead for really calling in the fullness of your perceptions, making sure that your ideas are fully baked, making sure that your energy is ready, that you have all the tools and resources around you that you need. This transit is going to make you want to jump to conclusions or jump to action. And perhaps that's that's appropriate. Perhaps that's useful to you. I'm not going to say that it's not, but I would say that the best way to use this energy is to really make sure that the gas tank is totally full, all the supplies are loaded in the car before you start going places, okay? This can be a really great time where you look back and you're like, oh, I figured something out that day. There may be actual like flashes of insight or it might be more subtle. I really want to encourage you to use this energy and use this time for expanding your vision of your future and daring to want more for yourself. It's not a small thing. It's a real big one. And it's a good time to do it. Now, on the 7th, we have a Sun sextile to Jupiter and a Mercury sextile to Mars. So we have a continuation of the potential of seeing things from a more whole perspective. Both Jupiter and Mars, when they're forming sextile to Mercury and the Sun, can increase bravery, can increase your capacity to be willing to take risks and to put yourself out there. Jupiter is always about expansion and the big picture. So a lot of astrologers and astrology texts will say it's about luck. I am not a huge believer, surprise, surprise, in luck. I really think optimism, putting yourself in the right frame of mind and in the right position can open you up to luck pay attention to your attitude, pay attention to your openness. And that doesn't mean be a Pollyanna. I'm not saying like act positive when you don't feel it. I'm saying when you don't feel it, see if there's things that you could feel positive about in addition to your negative feelings. Why not? Why not? This tran- These two transits are really supportive to you opening up your perspective and trying new things. So I encourage you to look for possible solutions and possible ways forward around these dates. And when I say these dates, I mean really all week, really all week. The astrology of the whole week is supporting all of this. And then finally, on the ninth, we have a Mercury sextile to Uranus being exact. Again, this particular transit is excellent for making connections and seeing things clearly. The subtleties and differences of all of these different positive sextile transits that I'm telling you about are really going to be quite personal to you. But in the big picture, actually, I wouldn't encourage you to overthink it. Instead, I would encourage you to know that this is a great time to leverage the energy of the week. So catching up on all the things that need to get done figuring out new strategies, new ways of connecting with the world, with the projects you're engaged in, or the people in your life and the people that you want in your life. This is an excellent time for doing it. Watch your motives, stay present, don't rush into the future before you're ready, 
and you will make the best use of this energy. Now, my loves, I thank you for listening to another week of Ghost of a Podcast with moi. And if you like what you are hearing, please share it with your friends and subscribe and star it and review it and all the things I ask you to do every week. You can also support my podcast on Patreon. The link to that is in my liner notes and on my website. You can also send me questions for the podcast and you can send those questions to me on the Ghost of a Podcast page of my website at lovelanyato.com. As always, I encourage you to read my horoscopes there. Watch me on TLC's Stargazing. You can watch that on Facebook Watch or YouTube. It's digital show and it is every week me talking astrology and giving readings. You know how I love to give readings. And then finally, If you haven't already downloaded Tiny Spark, the free uh, app that I have created for iOS, then I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. You're just, you're sleeping on an opportunity. That's not right. So download it today. And if you like it or love it, please do start and review it in the App Store. That's it. You know, I love you. Okay, bye. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.